Ireland, where an ancient clan of Vikings had been buried. Not only were these Vikings the ancestors of the Blixum's captain, Jacob Olofsson, and his son Willem, but they were also turning into zombies. Fucking zombies. But these weren't your run-of-the-mill, shambling Romero-style undead. They were Drogar, the ancient inspiration for modern zombie and vampire stories. To make things worse, they were controlled by some kind of parasite that slowed decay, imprisoned their minds, and controlled their bodies. Most of us died on that island. Only three of us survived. And we've been telling the same story since, despite being labeled insane, at least temporarily, which was our lawyer's plea. If there weren't bodies strewn all over the island, the judge might have agreed. But the ongoing investigation has been ongoing for two and a half months, which means they found something. Meanwhile, I've got a GPS tracker strapped to my left leg and my name on every no-fly and no-sale list. I'd love to leave, but I'm not going anywhere. So, like a little kid coming down from a sugar high, I've decided to make myself a nuisance instead. It's not really going to help my case, but it makes me feel better. And I've yet to meet a beefy Greenlander willing to tell the police a five-foot-five-inch woman with apple cheeks and black pixie-cut hair put him in a world of hurt. His ancestors would turn over in their graves, which I now know is actually possible. I'd like to say I'm making the colonel proud by beating up men twice my size, but I'm also wasting my life. Make the best of every situation, he'd say. It sounds zen, but for him that meant something closer to... If you run out of ammo, stab your enemy in the eye with a ballpoint pen. Or a chopstick. Your finger. Really, whatever is handy. But however you look at my past three months, I'm not making the best of anything. I don't have a job. I'm living off the meager inheritance I discovered I had when they released me from the hospital. The colonel died just before I set sail on the Sentinel. And I've distanced myself from the only two people who don't think I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Seeing them doesn't just remind me that I survived a nightmare. It reminds me that I don't think it's over. Willem, Jakob, and I weren't the only survivors. The parasites, which can inhabit any warm-blooded mammal, escaped the island too, carried to safety inside a herd of walruses and a pot of orcas. So I'm alone, afraid, and most of the time fairly pissed off that no one will listen to me. Worse, I understand why. I do sound nuts and I won't be surprised if I get locked up when all is said and done. Hell, if things play out the way I fear, a cell behind the walls of a mental institution might be one of the safest places to be. The Greenlander groans as he sucks in a fresh breath. His face burns red from lack of air, but probably just as much from embarrassment. Elisipok, he hisses. I've acquainted myself with as many colorful Greenlandic phrases as I can retain, but this word sounds unfamiliar. What did you call me? I get down off my stool and find myself wobbly on my feet. I hold on to the stool with one hand and try to steady myself. Witch, he says, pushing himself up. Stay down, I warn. He's not going to listen, which isn't surprising since he's drunk. Of course, he's had the same amount to drink as me, and I'm still on my feet. I'm a regular... what's her name? From Raiders of the Lost Ark. Margot, Maggie, Marion? That's it, Marion. Man, I'm drunk. The giant gets to his feet and nearly careens over again. 
He finds his balance and raises his clenched hands as if he's about to engage in some old-timey fisticuffs. I brace myself and get ready to kick him in the nuts. But then the TV distracts me. Something about whales. I thrust my open palms at the man, but not as the prelude to an attack. Wait, wait, I say. My moment of supplication confuses the man. He lowers his fists for a moment and glances at the TV. He's heard the whale footage and grows interested, too. I can wait, he says. Turn it up, I say to the barman, who's been watching the altercation with a smile on his face. Most of my scuffles have taken place in and outside this bar. I think he likes to watch. Maybe he's simply admiring the action, as his Viking ancestors might have. Maybe he's getting his rocks off. I don't care. Whatever the reason, he doesn't call the police. I turn my attention to the TV. I can't understand most of what's being said, but the bartender keeps the closed captions on and set to...